Welcome to Southpaws, episode 540. Tech bros ruin everything. Isn't it 530? 530? Is that what I said, right? You just said 540. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> We've time traveled into 2023. <laughs> yeah. um, that will put us very close to Fiesta, which is very bad because that means we've not done any of our prep. And so we have to go back to the future. Marty! Uh, anyways, I'm I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. I'm distracted. Yeah, she was looking at her phone there. That's fine. Hi, Shiva. We're here. We're at your place. There's a Christmas tree to our left, and there's a brand new television we watched uh, Spider-Verse on. That still is a kick-ass movie. Oh, it's just I'd me. seen it a couple times, and it's still really good. Yeah. So, in amusing news, apparently there's protesters at MFF. Yeah, there's like Wait, two that's, that's, protesting the con. Yeah, that's what I. Well, that's what I was there's a picture of by. two people. I know, and they're the most white bread little college Republican little babies who, like, if a scary person in a big first who came in, they'd wet themselves and get rock hard. I know. It was just, I'm just amused. It's like <laughs> they're trying to pick a fight, apparently. But I'm like. Any first reader would fold these people in half and make them their bitch. Yeah, I'm just like, and that was, it's like, there's protesters. And like you said, it's these two white bread. Well, I don't know how many. There's at least two very white bread. But it's like, this is what a society in decline looks like. Oh, come on, man. God, I haven't heard something like this <laughs> yeah, happening since years ago. Yeah, it is, but it's not ago. because of the furries. It's because of all the other bullshit, like COVID. And, yeah, well, yeah. years and, ago, there was some at, at Anthrocon. Yeah. And they were standing all sad in the pouring rain, and the cardboard signs are falling apart. And there's a a picture of Kage went out there to hold an umbrella over them. Yeah, well, they're here to try to fuck with our queer joy. Fuck that noise. Yeah, fuck that. Be like, yo, you you guys hungry? You want tacos? <laughs> you could come have some tacos with us and be cool, or you can stand out here and get laughed at. Yeah, like you imagine, want tacos? <laughs> imagine having that choice and choosing to be like. This is degeneracy. Yeah. I'm like, it is, and it's awesome. Come join us. Yeah, why Why generate? It's, fuck this shit. Have some fun. The world is dying, and we're going to make the best of it. So, actually, I'm curious, because how cold is it in Chicago right now? Let's... Well, they were worried about snowfall affecting flights coming in, so... Okay, so it's only 50 degrees up there in Chicago right now, and mm. it's actually not going to get that bad. It's going to get down to 23, so it's going to get below freezing. But for the con, you know, the it's going to get 39 as a high on Sunday. But, yeah, you know, those little crackers better get inside before too late or they're going to freeze their balls off. And can't have that. <laughs> so, no, that's uh, just what I got distracted by. It's like protests. And I just saw those two sad people, at least that somebody snapped photos of. It's like, yeah, and they're awful. You know, not even like well-made signs. They're just like somebody got cheap poster board and just. They got some cheap charpies. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the silly thing to open with. But yeah, we we're here. We've survived the Thanksgiving weekend. We're here in MFF weekend. It is December second. When we record this, and yeah, we were through that holiday. How did that go for you guys? Did you do anything special for? Uh, we had. Let's see, Noxie's. Noxie's boyfriend, uh, Kadistra, Kadistra's boyfriend, and Kadistra's roommate over. So we had a grand total of like eight, nine people that I was feeding that day. Came over, had a good time. 
Um, the fun thing, though, was uh, apparently Kadistra's boyfriend is, his birthday was like the following Monday and he'll be back in Houston. So yeah. she wanted to make him dinner. Uh, so she asks, you know, basically, hey, you, you know how to cook really good. I wanted to make my boyfriend Beef Wellington. I'm like, okay. The only time I've ever had Beef Wellington was at Oklahoma with you fuckers. Yes. <laughs> and it was amazing. And that was 2010, which is 12 years ago. Oh but I've God. had it once. But I've watched a lot of videos, including Gordon Ramsay's a couple times, and most of the techniques seem very doable. So I said, fuck it, yeah, I'll help. So she came over on Saturday, bought all the ingredients. I said, don't worry about you know feeding us. You guys, I just want to taste to see how it came out. That was the only thing I requested. Like, I don't want a serving. I just want to see how we did. So, you know, we, we went and I walked her through the recipe. She didn't understand a step. I explained what they were trying to do because I knew all the techniques separately. What's beef on Shiva? <laughs> it's things we used to have before cows went extinct. And, uh... Got it all done, and when it came time to serve, got it perfectly medium rare, and it tasted phenomenal. So, kind of like, huh, I made something I'd only eaten once, and uh, this actually, I think, came out better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were making a smaller, less mass-produced version that yeah, they didn't yeah, yeah, have yeah. to worry so much about, you know, not giving people food poisoning. Yeah, it was, but it was like, hmm, that was really good. I've got to remember that recipe and do it again myself. I, I want to point out other Midwest Fur Fest news. Uh, this tweet, there's an IT conference happening at the same time as MFF. This Venn diagram is a single circle. <laughs> yep. And someone replied, one of the replies I want to read out. Someone was, was talking about, imagine a person that thought that they could do both and having a Mrs. Doubtfire situation. <laughs> <laughs> they, they walk into the room party with the wrong badge on and they have like a furry sticker on their polo. Oh, no, no, no. They're running out. They're, they're jumping they into their room. They suit at the uh, IT company. Well, no. Like, <laughs> oh. they, they get a text like, they, you know, hey, we're going to meet up for lunch. You know, can you be down? And they have to run upstairs, take out their fur suit, slam through the shower, get dressed, and run back down. And hopefully there's not like some fur suit fluff. You know, on their business <laughs> on their suit. polo or something. Yeah, yeah. and then nice. they run upstairs and they get back in their fur suit, and it's like, mm. and then they're walking by the, their coworkers in the main lobby. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you don't know me, you don't know me, you don't know me. The solution for this, of course, is to buy an oversized suit and wear it over your fur suit with the shirt and tie and everything. Yeah. Business, business, <laughs> business. Come to the IT thing and do a business. I'm while a business, Fox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so did you do anything, Fuzz, for Thanksgiving, really? Uh, we had like 12 people oh, wow. all together. Uh, Tyrod's parents drove in from out of state. That's a bit of a drive. Um, well, they're retired. They like traveling. Okay. Like they've got Fair. so many travel. They didn't bring the big trailer and everything, but that, I mean, they're people that like, oh, we're going to go to this national park and that national park. And then in August, we're doing this. And it's like, yeah, they, that's, that's them. That's what they do. Um, he had a, a, an old gaming friend um, came up from Austin with his wife and kid, um, which was actually super cute. Like we put all the plushies that, we really care about away in the bedroom because ironically we didn't want children to play with the stuffed animals no they're um, your children are sticky yes yeah. children are sticky but we had uh jade and indy who are our tiger and german shepherd plushies under the tree 
Um, they're the ones that usually sit at our fireplace. And apparently, this child's favorite animal ever is tiger. Oh. And she saw Jade, and she like she's like talking to her mom, and like her mom says she wants to know if she can see the tiger. So Satyrid so picks up Jade, puts her back on the fireplace, and like this kid gloms onto the tiger plush. It's the cutest. How old is this? Three. Oh, so peak plush. Mm-hmm. Age. Yeah, and and there's just at one point I looked over and she was lying down on the the hearth in front of the fireplace, hugging the tiger. Aww. It was just so cute. Now you know what to send them for Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is some easy mode gift giving. Well, what's funny is, like, I, I also still had some leftover stock from when Zootopia was huge. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, here, uh, I said to her dad, here, dude, actually I have child-appropriate stock. So I handed him this, uh, it's one of those hardback children's books about Zootopia that just has like pictures of all the characters and info about them and stuff like that. So that's cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we, we just had, uh, we had other local friends, Sable, Fetch, Fetch's parents. Um, the three of us, of course, uh, Tyrion's brother, uh, didn't come this year. He had, uh, other plans. Um, I think that was everybody, but... Your mom actually sent me pictures of you and Panther. Yep. <laughs> it's like, aww. So we ended up having two turkeys and a ham, which Ajax prepared. Uh, and oh, The ham or all of it? Our, oh, all of it. Ah. Our cute doggo, he just so loves preparing stuff for holidays. Oh. Like, he's... he's t- so Tyrion's been very against... Um, uh, yard displays. <laughs> Have like, you seen my front yard? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> for like Christmas and Halloween and stuff like that. And and Ajax has decided to put his paw down, and he says, "No, next year we are absolutely getting one of those massive skeletons from Home Depot, and we're going to be the." He's like, "I always had this dream. I always wanted to be the house with the full size candy bars." Because, so, like, when we moved in, we didn't have trick-or-treaters in our neighborhood because it was all older people and we're on the wrong side of the school district line. But the neighborhood's changed a lot in the last five years, and now we actually have um, more younger people. And the people at the end of the street really went all out for both um, Halloween and Christmas. So they have, like, a couple of massive skeletons now, and then at Christmas they add a Santa Claus, and they add... Santa hats and beards to the skeletons. They also wrap them in Christmas lights. In lighting. I really want one of those giant fucking skeletons. I'm not going to lie. It's so so funny. I just hang it over by where my back gate is, just Mm kind of leaning over it. That would be so awesome. So now that we have a a big lighted house with all this stuff at it right at the entrance to the road, like people are actually doing trick-or-treat around our end of the neighborhood. Nice. Uh, like, there's actually cars backed up at a point when I came home from whatever I was doing. So, yeah, so I, I guess we'll, we're probably going to end up doing that next year. But but yeah. anyway, Ajax really digs holidays and preparing and stuff like that, so he did, like, a lot of work there and everything. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I felt okay. You know, I was a little nervous initially about having people over again because I'm still a few steps behind Tyrion and Ajax on my comfort level. With like going places and having people over and stuff, but but it, it but it, it was fine. So 
because my dad's health, we ended up doing a Thanksgiving dinner, just the four of us. So you didn't so, do the grand trip like you usually no, do? Really? No. It was only my mom and dad, Panther and myself, and Adam, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he got some turkey, and he got some turkey skin, because Panther doesn't like turkey skin. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time ever that I did everything start to finish myself. How did it come out? It was delicious. Good. I was extremely proud of myself with awesome. this. Um, we got, I mean, admittedly, a lot of it was very, like, simple fare. You know, the turkey was a pre-cooked turkey breast we had to heat up, but we did some rosemary, potatoes, and carrots with it. We did candied yams. I did candied yams. I did I did everything, just so you know. You um, had the perfectly presented cranberry jelly. The cranberry jelly, yes. Did it still it have ha- its ridges? Yes, it had. <laughs> I, I had to make sure that I got the can cranberry jelly that kept its form and i put it in a bowl in such a manner that it was standing up in a cylinder yeah that was a big part of the presentation that is a way um, to do it i and make I my own cranberry sauce but really the can is fine it, it's just ducky i just am well, stubborn and i make my own this was me doing everything in a two-hour window wow so like I had timings down in my fucking just damn just I ticking just, away. Yeah, I was like, all right, I gotta start this. I gotta start this. I gotta start this. I almost forgot to put the brown sugar in the sweet potatoes. I almost for halved the butter in the the stuffing. But by God, I fixed it and we got it done. And we ate dinner before we. I started at two in earnest, and dinner was at was plated at four thirty. Whereas I spent two days cooking. <laughs> um, and I was, you know, we had leftovers for two and a half days and we finished that off. But that was a way for my parents to get to spend Thanksgiving together without potentially exposing anybody. Because, you know, Panther has family in from all around the country and three different spots all around. Mm-mm. Nah, we're, we're just not comfortable with that, not especially with, with dad. my dad right now. Like, we've been doing so much doctor stuff this week, this poor man. I was in Fort Worth three days in a row. He had his oncologist Tuesday, and then he had dermatologist things both Wednesday and Thursday. So, like, my watch was very pleased with me because I was getting my exercise ring closed before noon. And today I was extremely lazy, and my watch is like, check your rings. You can still do it. Come on, buddy. And you're like, fuck you. (laughs) And I'm just like, I just want to play Dark Tide. I just want to play RimWorld. I don't want to have to think... The most exciting thing I did today was I went and had to get a full, like, full-service oil change. I took it to Car Spa, and that gave me a chance to sit down and read, like, 50 pages or so of The Infinite and the Divine, the Warhammer 40k novel mm-hmm. that folks were talking about in the chat that I ended up buying. <laughs> um, I got that and Brutal Cunning, oh, which I is an orc that, one. That Looney Tunes, you know, Warhammer 40k YouTube, I ended up forwarding that on to, like, uh, Diddy's other half nice. and a couple of other people who play Warhammer. They all giggled at it. Yeah, because, like, you know, Warhammer is a thing. I can't say that I'm super into it. Like, I way back in the day, I actually did have models and stuff. Um, I had the starter kit that was Marines versus Tyranids back when they were trying to make them a thing in, like, 3rd edition. They're on, like, 6th, I think, right now. I'm not sure. So I had some of these guys, they're all painted up. I eventually ended up giving them to somebody because they were just sitting on my shelf. It's an insanely expensive hobby, but I've played a lot of the video games. 
like Space Marine, the action game. I was really big into Dawn of War, the first one that was a RTS. And so like the fiction's cool, but like the actual painting the miniatures and playing the tabletop game that's insanely expensive. Uh, I've avoided that. Mm. But, you know, the fiction around it can be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one, The Infinite and the Divine, is like, it was described as grumpy old men, except the old men are ancient, immortal space skeleton robots who are very grumpy about the fact that they're ancient, immortal space skeleton robots. And so far, it's uh, pretty much been like that. But I'm sure if anybody that's like super into 40K is hearing me say that and going, ah, uh, sorry, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dark Tide's out. So that's 40k. So remember Left 4 Dead? Yeah. It's Warhammer 40k Left 4 Dead. Oh. Like there are one-to-one recreations of every like special monster type in 40k ass ways. So like there's a bomber, there's a pox bomber, there's a flamer, there's a spitter, there's a choker, there's a smoker, you know, there's a midnight toker. <clears throat> but basically there's there's one-to-one like this character you know, drops acid on the ground. This guy drops fires. This guy uh, chokes people by, you know, putting them in a net, electric net, you know. It's it's just the same thing. And The dude that drops acid sounds fun. Yeah, but it's bad acid, not oh. like fun acid. So bad trips. That's a bad trip, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's Nurgle acid, not like Zinch acid or no Slanesh acid. I have no idea. Yeah, but people listening to this that know Warhammer will agree with me. Well, I was just like, "Wow, Saverin just started speaking in tongues there." For a second. <laughs> I was like, "Those are words, but I don't think that they were English." <laughs> so, anyways, today was the most exciting thing I did today was I sat and got to read a physical book by myself in relative quiet. Well, your car, you got. While I waited for my car to get prettied up. Hey, sometimes nice. in a sea of chaos, those are nice. I mean, uh, it's nice to just sit on my couch and have Adam in my lap. He likes to capitalize because I've been gone so much recently. He's, he's been like, lap. Yeah. Like, he waits for me to sit down on the couch, and then he, like, immediately tosses his rawhide in my lap, curls up, and lays down with his head on my leg. Like, no. My. And he's fall. And he, like, this afternoon, I sat there with him for, like, an hour, and he fell asleep. And then when he got done, he got up and sat down on the other end of the couch, and I was able to get free, but he really needed some lap time because you know i've been gone so yeah. much so yeah thursday was thanksgiving friday was sit on my ass because i cooked for two days because i made pies and side dishes like on wednesday and then kind of pottered through things on thursday because we end up smoking the chicken out on the pellet grill at uh, chicken turkey wrong foul turkey out there on the patio which was a bit of a venture because I had planned on smoking it for like weeks and then it started to rain and I googled can you use a pellet smoker in the rain and it's like we really really don't advise it. So he dragged it underneath the cover of the patio of the pergola and managed to get it done. Friday sat on my ass. <laughs> uh, Saturday helped Caddy make beef wellington and then you know, the WoW expansion dropped weirdly on Monday. Like, it went live at, like, 5 p.m. our time, which is a really weird time for WoW to launch anything. Usually yeah. it's, like, Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesday has always been the launch day for WoW. So, so I don't know why, but, yeah. I gotta say, I've really heard fucking all from people saying anything about that. It's good. So far, it's really fun. I, I saw someone tweet that they were trying to avoid giving blizzard any money but 
they really wanted to play it and they did and it actually been really good so so far it's been a, there's been a, a lot of good story um a lot of quests pretty zones the dragon riding is fun as fuck and you can be a dragon yeah the character creator for those dragons holy fuck it is so complex there's so many options you can do like it's everything you wanted from a character creator from them for a while minus you know a little bit more flexibility in like you know the color palette you know it's how some games have like a slider are they and they just have like you know 14 or 17 or 20 different options still more than usual uh but you know different shapes of like heads and there's like 20 different like noses and it's not a brows yeah and then the dragon that you oh. get to fly around on you can you can basically go around and collect things to transmog your dragon so you can get some really funky looking stuff oh. um to basically make it's cool the dragons are trans <laughs> yep actually there's a uh... Yeah, there's gay characters so far that we've found. There's one that does sign language. There's, I mean, um... Chromie. Yeah. The whole, like, oh, no, that was just us being fucky with the naming schemes. Like, look, Chromodormu, but she shows up as a tiny little gnome. Come on. You know, male naming convention shows up as a girl gnome. Well, there's... I keep... The Volpera, one of the dragons, uh, like... Humanoid, for, humanoid form is a Volpera. And some of the voices are very androgynous. Cool. And when it, you have a dialogue with this Volpera, which is basically a fennec fox, Buzz. Uh, anthro fennec fox. That I know, because Savard was so excited when they first got introduced. And, and it's like, pictures. why Why are you you're a Volpera? Why? It's like, is anybody any one thing? And the voice is very, very um, non-gendered. Like, it's, it could be either. So, it's, um, yeah, they, so far, it's really good. Now, if they can hold it together, because the Shadowlands started out decent, and then it turned to garbage, because no one could still figure out what the fuck plot that they were trying to do there. But at least this one is easy. They locked up dragons, dragons got loose, and their pissed are being locked up. Okay. Really easy to understand um, motivation here. We're mad you locked us up for 10,000 years. I'd be pissed too. You know, just to be fair. They do the reader of Pulsa. Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. Time to conquer Azeroth. I think yeah. they just want to destroy it, but yeah. Um, or at least destroy the, the other dragons like Alex Straza. Um but no, it's it's Hadn't pretty. She been through enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's fun. You know, lots and lots of Rathion. So much Rathion, and he's still a shit. And he's a big buff man now, and not a weird little kid. He, he's not weird. Oh, he's been sexy for a couple X facts. He's still sexy. Okay. And you got to meet his older brother Civilian, who's also sexy in a different way. Okay, because like the last time I saw him was in Pandaland, and he was just like a teen at that point. It was him and teen anduin at that point yeah he's no he he's sexy dragon man he's been sexy dragon man for a couple of x facts now okay um but he, yeah no he's hot <laughs> um and complete and utter shit like he, he's like you're such a brat um but no so far enjoying it a lot 
it there's it's got a vibe very much it feels more like uh bf not bfa uh like burning lead fuck so if we're talking about a good expansion like wrath wrath and i'm burning crusade pandaland was good yeah it's basically it feels like pandaland wrath uh bc not kata because kata sucked kata sucked um fuck uh warlords yeah so but it's feeling more like that there's no borrowed power system like azurite and all that other bullshit so it's just but really humongous talent trees holy shit the talent trees are gigantic yeah they're like more complex than they were back in the like vanilla and bc but perhaps less useless than like five percent more wand damage so the the thing about this is that they do give you a nice you know cookie cutter starter build that at least will give you the basics of your class now so it'll give you a suggestion for what to do and then from there so you're not quite because it's like 50 goddamn no there's like 60 goddamn talents that you get because you get one for each level there's a lot of little dots to fill in and you get to the end, and it's like, I don't know what to do. And then they've got this little starter build that at least gives you suggestions on what to start with. And then from there, you can kind of, ooh, they didn't give me this one, the starter one. I want that one. What can I give up to to be able to get over to that? Um, so it's, I like the basic suggested starter build i don't feel completely overwhelmed and lost it gives me a template to start modifying um but no it's it's been a lot of fun cool i mean i'm i'm glad that people are playing it enjoying it i've tiran moved over to our server oh Oh. okay (laughs) yeah because we i used to play with him but i don't think he had anybody else to play with so he didn't that's why he moved over that's good Um, i joined our guild and I haven't been doing anything MMO-wise. I did start getting into RimWorld. Um, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that at all, Shiva? I've seen some of it. I don't know a are ton about Are you familiar with like Dwarf Fortress and that mm-hmm. type of game? RimWorld is a space version of that. Oh, yes. Arrow was playing that, yeah. And so, you know, you start out with three colonists. You crash on a, on a messed up outland world. There's tribes and bases and raiders and pirates and random shit happens it's called a storytelling game because you generate you that tells a story not necessarily like you have a win state you know your win is to either like buff up your guys and find the spaceship that's on the planet and escape or build a spaceship yourself and that's kind of it but there's many many ways to go about it and more often than not your failures are where shit gets funny funniest as the dwarf fortress saying is losing is fun which that also comes out on steam in like a week i've watched sarah play so many hours of dwarf fortress in ascii mode like the little like uh, and he was so excited when they started getting a graphical interface and he's opening it's decent but no i i've i've watched so many hours of playing and i'm looking at just little squiggles it's like okay that's a dwarf and then I hear about like vampires getting loose and destroying your entire base and trying to block them off before they eat everybody. And apparently, mm. were mammoths. 
um, their elephants and other stuff. Mm. So, so. <laughs> the the first game, so in RimWorld, I did the tutorial, and then I kind of played for a while. I had three dudes, well, a, a, one, a chicken, two dudes. And one guy had good shooting stats, one gal, the gal could cook and build, and the other guy could, like, craft or whatever. And a raider shows up, we take him out, and he came packing some smoke leaf joints, which is basically space weed. <laughs> and I didn't set the drug policy for my colonists, so at the end of the day, one of my dudes decided he was going to smoke up. And while he was high, he decided to go out hunting. And when he went out hunting, he decided to shoot a rhinoceros with a twenty-two. This did not go well for him. <laughs> he was gored in the neck and died. And this caused his girlfriend to be very upset. Unfortunately, she had the pyromaniac trait. And as a way to combat her grief, she started a fire in the storeroom. And because of the fire, she ran out of the base. At the same time that a raid was showing up to mess with these new guys that showed up on the wilds of the planet. Mm -hmm. So she's running out in the sto in a storm, and these guys just fuck her up. So she's downed, and then the other guy, who was asleep at the time, wakes up to try to stop, to stop the fire. And he then collapses in the storeroom and dies, and dies because he is overrun by the smoke. So, because Oof. a raider showed up carrying drugs, one of my guys got high, shot a rhino, and died because of it, and his wife in his grief Set fucked fire it up, to the base. and everybody died. The end. It sounds like mm. a, a bad, like, I'm pretty sure I've seen some episodes of, like, sci-fi shows where, you know, just, the, 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 where everybody makes bad choices. and Yeah, and the stories of stuff that had happened... In like the Rimworld subreddit are very amusing. Um, like my second base has gone much more smoother, most much yeah, much more smoothly. I'm like 22 hours into this base. We're doing real well, and I'm just waiting for the galactic curveball to come and murder me. But in the meantime, the only thing that's happened is like one of my dudes caught malaria and died because he went fishing in the summertime. But there's been events like uh, space battle happening above in the skies above my base, and like just escape pods crashing to earth dead bodies falling from the skies injured people landing you know fires getting started boom rats getting hit by debris and exploding and causing wildfires just the shit this game will throw at you even on like a lower difficulty which i'm playing on is really amazing and it's just like oh yeah this one time there's a space battle and a chunk of metal fell on a boom rat and it exploded and lit the right side of the map on fire because it wasn't raining at that time of year. Yeah. But hey, I got like four colonists out of it. Because I rescued them from them falling out of the sky. <laughs> but that that has been very entertaining um, on the gaming front. So, shifting to a more serious topic. Oh no. Well, this one, this is this is not, this is a call to action type thing. This is a positive thing. Um, you know... A couple weeks ago, there was the shooting at the Club Q. You know, ultimately, the dude got his ass beat, and five people were killed, and that's fucked up. And hopefully that guy gets the fucking chair. Fuck him. But it also kind of reinforces the fact that, you know, this 
doesn't always have to be one of those, oh, you know, if I were the good guy with the gun. That generally never goes well, especially if you're not a white dude, mm. because the cops will just blast you away. I mean, shit, the Hispanic guy that actually had the assailant pinned down was the one that got arrested and held by the cops for an hour yeah. after the shooting. But what I am saying is that people start looking into Stop the Bleed courses. StopTheBleed.org is a government-backed first aid course and kits that they sell on the website on their website and it's specifically for treat doing first aid on gunshot wounds because this is america don't uh-huh. be all slipping now yeah. and it's just as likely it you know even though it's not super likely it's always a possibility and as queer people being prepared and having that knowledge is a good idea at minimum. Um, and like you can purchase the kits on the website. They're like 75 bucks and it comes with like a full kit of disposable equipment specifically for like there's personal kits, there's enhanced kits, there's the Texas edition. Oh God, what's the Texas edition? I See, when I heard Texas edition, I'm like, this is like a double-sized kit because yo, you live in Texas, good fucking luck, right? Right. Um, but it just includes some extra stuff because when the various things went through they mandated additional stuff mm-hmm. but like it has a tourniquet a chest seal twin pack a quick clot dressing four inches of responder flat dressing responder gloves level two surgical mask trauma shears emergency survival blanket a sharpie and a stop the bleed like how to like first aid kit instructions um and these are like a little prepackaged thing they're vacuum sealed radiation treated uh they're you know radiation sterilized you just pull it out and you have the full kit just ready to go to god help you if you have to get in a situation where you're at a shooting because yeah like because this is america this is america um this is texas where we live but it's one of those things that it's fucked up but it's useful to have knowledge of because it's I mean, like i know how to perform cpr yeah, but um, and, and use one of the I whatever the the jumper ones are. They're like I got trained in that, like the electric. Oh. They're, they're portable ones that start your heart. Yeah, the eighties. Yeah. Eighties, and and I was going to say IUD. It's not that, and it's not IED. I knew it was something else. It's like it's not. I'm going um, to get these letters wrong. And like you can purchase full on kits, like kit of kits. So, like, here's the basic enhanced kit. It's $650 for eight full kits of the enhanced edition. Um, it has, and this and this is the stuff that's used by, like, the U.S. military as well. Mm. It has the booklet, the tourniquets, dressings, set chest seals, front and back, flat dressings, gloves, level, the surgical mask, trauma shears, survival blanket, and permanent marker. So... Like, that's for marking on to the tourniquet. It was like, when did you apply this? This is very important to know. Yeah, because you can lose a limb if you leave a tourniquet on too long. Yeah, like, there's online resources that you can search. Um, and there's also, like, where to find courses. Like, they have an online, like, thing. Like, here's how to do, like, a how-to posters or flowcharts and stuff. But you can actually search where they're doing classes. Um, and Panther and I are going to probably do one here in January together because we live in Texas. Mm. Um, you know, cause yeah, you always have the people that talk fucking big 
at cons and stuff. But like, do you actually know? We had, I had people threaten to shoot up Nightmare Nights back in the day. It's honestly one of my greatest fears. And, you know, with, you know, we joke about a couple of dinky protesters at MFF, but with how emboldened some of these motherfuckers are, yeah, you know, it is a possibility that we that this could happen. This could happen in any nerd convention where they think somebody's out here being quote unquote degenerate. Um, and my call to action to you, the listener, is not, oh, fuck, I should stop going to these things. My call to action is that you need to get educated and gain some basic knowledge on how to use these. Like, I'm not saying you have to have one, but you should be familiar with first aid techniques. Because unfortunately, for those of us who live in America, we live in America. And we're in a big gay convention where there's lots of queer folks and there's been a couple of major incidents in the past couple of years. I mean, you know, when MFF was getting targeted by the kids, people making violence threats and stuff, you know, it's one of those, yeah, by and large, furries making this type of threat are a bunch of giant pussies that won't do shit. But it takes one that isn't. It takes one that isn't. So and there was a furry out in was it California that actually did, or is he? Well, he's a was he? Well, a furry? there was a furry who did a murder, but it was not like furry on furry violence. It was just the guy happened to be a furry, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, but it but was and more meant there. There has been someone in the fandom unstable enough to yeah. do a shooting. Um, and so you know, stopthebleed.org, um, and like Panther has been. You know, since the Club Q shooting, he got real fucking serious about this, and he's been doing research, and we're assembling a trio of kits, one of which is going to live in my con stuff that I use for Fiesta, because you never fucking know. I mean, yeah, I'm up on the moon in 37 with gaming, but, uh, you know, if I have it on me and I need it, then hell yeah. Yep. You know, let's, let's add some more trauma to my life, but... It's at least in the hotel. Yeah. So, you know, I think that was something that we've been working on. Like, we're getting the equipment in, and we're going to be getting the bags in, and putting that all together. You know, making sure we have multiple, like, the we're using, like, K95s. We're not, mm-hmm. yeah. we're not buying the pre-assembled kits. We're building our own. I don't know why. Just he wanted to do the research on it. So, you know, Trip I would, Panther, I'm whatever. just going to buy the kit, because it's all, you know, sealed. It's all there, sealed up, ready to use, um... But, you know, a basic kit, 75 bucks, you know, toss it in your shit. It lasts for multiple years. And as long as it's still sealed, you have a first aid kit. And, you know, I think conventions need to start making sure they have those in their inventories. I was just going to say that this seems like something that they should have in like con ops. And if they hear something, someone can grab it. You know, I'm speaking as an individual not who is on the staff of Fiesta. And, like, because my partner wants to do this, I it's reasonable that we have these things. It's always been, And I'm like... going to add it to my inventory, my personal inventory that I bring with me to con. But I also think it's probably a good thing that we do start having this kind of training and this kind of operational knowledge and equipment and inventory on hand. Yeah. At conventions, because we live in a fucked up society where the ever-shrinking number of conservatives is getting crazier and crazier as they realize they've lost the culture war, and now all they have left is violence. Mm. Well, and, and it's always been, like, you are welcome as a staff member to render aid, because 
uh, people are protected by Good Samaritan laws. Yeah. Organizations are not. Yeah. Which like, means basically if you render aid, you're doing so on behalf of yourself, not the organization. Yeah, but I mean, that's how it is anyway. I'm not yeah. going to be like, hi, I'm on staff. I am rendering aid on behalf of Creature Arts. No, I'm like, holy shit, hold still. Let me check you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Well, yeah. good thing I have my gloves on, you know. It. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It is genuinely upsetting. Yeah. That it's even come to this point. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just like, it's so fucked up. But it's good that these kids exist because we live in America, baby, where, you know, you can constitutionally carry a firearm into um, a church. And nobody can fucking stop everyone you. Is and plus free fucking, to die. You saw how many new, like, anti-gay, anti-trans bills just hit mm. the, the Texas legislature. Yeah. And there's been protests against trans and uh, drag shows in, you know, this part of in fucking denton yeah i think it was there was uh mm -hmm. the john brown elm fork john brown glenn club that showed up to provide armed defense against similarly armed motherfuckers from the proud boys and the fucking republican shithead that like wrote the open carry law was all like this is not what this law was intended for So yeah, you're surprise, supposed to be able fucker. to shoot the queers, not the queers defend themselves. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, man. Like, leftists are starting to arm themselves. And it's like, you know, if we live in a country that isn't going to take fucking gun safety or gun eradication seriously, then the people who are targets are go- of gun violence need to take matters into their own hands and be able to defend themselves. And not everybody needs to own a gun, but, you know, for people that don't, they should yeah. also know these first aid techniques. Yeah. And also resolve that, you know, if these motherfuckers really do come for you, you make sure that they pay with their life. Because until they start having a body count associated with them trying to kill queers, they're not going to stop. Yeah. And, like, I wish they'd gone further and stomped the shit out of that. Well, they did. No, but... they should have continued. <laughs> That guy should have left there in a body bag, not gone out and said, oh, I'm non-binary, therefore it's not a hate crime, and gotten the fucking Republicans saying, oh, he's trans, just like the other time we tried to say some other mass shooter that used an AR-15 killing queer people and black people and Mexicans is trans or gay, or trying to say, oh, they're actually a secret homo, therefore they couldn't have done this at behest of every other right-wing fuckhead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know... You could be trans to be a right-wing fuckhead. Like, oh, of course. Like Caitlyn Jenner. But, you know, they, they try to deflect this shit. You know, yeah. they order blood it, by the gallon and they decide they don't like the taste when it actually happens. Yeah. And so, like, this shit just, oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah, it's um, it's so fucked up. Like, we shouldn't have to do this, but we have to anyway. So, what I'm saying is get organized and get educated. And, like, not everybody should own a gun, but... Everybody should know how to do first aid. Mm-hmm. Like, there's plenty of people who really shouldn't own a gun for their own mental health reasons or their partner's mental health reasons or any number of reasons. But everybody can learn how to do first aid. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's that was my serious topic for the week because it's just like, ah, we've been putting it together and we're going to get our kits and it's going to go in with my stuff. Like, we've, yeah. we've updated our, like, emergency supply list. Since, you know, we live in Texas and we have a shit-ass power grid and we've had two freezes in the last two years. And guess what? We might have this winter, of course. Another freeze. So... You keep meaning to get a generator. So this is... 
this is what we have on hand emergency supplies wise. So per person, a backpack, 8,400 calories or more of emergency rations, 1,200 a day for survival, 24 for physical work, two one liter bottles of water, more than 20 chlorine dioxide tablets, three pairs of polyurethane palm work gloves, two pairs of trauma shears, 10 mylar blankets, two mylar ponchos, one set of channel pliers with rubberized grips, 10 pairs of hand warmers, two lighters, one small box of matches, one magnesium fire starter, one multi-tone whistle, one roll of duct tape, 40 feet, 50 feet of nylon rope or 550 paracord, laminated or plastic card showing useful knots, two P551 can openers, three large Ziploc bags for documents, four KN95 masks, one hard hat, one high-vis vest, one tourniquet, four vented chest seals, one trauma bandage, six inches, two trauma bandages, four inches, two quick clock combat gauzes, one Cheeto gauze, one rolled aluminum splint. Then the bleed kit consists of one tourniquet, four vented chest seals, two trauma bandages, four inches, two quick clock combat gauzes, one Cheeto gauze, two Mylar blankets, two KN95 masks, four pairs of nitrile gloves, one pair of trauma shears, one roll of medical tape, and one permanent marker. With a rotation schedule of each year to test the lighters and every five years to replace the rations and work gloves. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. that is some preparedness kit shit. Um, like, when we had that tornado outbreak here in the area... Having a hard hat and having high-vis vests in the case of, like, a tornado hitting mm. and you having to, like, get out of a building <clears throat> or being, you know, in an area out of power after dark right. and having vehicles moving around, wanting to be high-vis. Yeah. You know, it's like just preparedness, you know, it's just like as the world becomes ever more uncertain, it feels like, you know, it doesn't hurt to have these things yeah. it certainly doesn't hurt to have a network of people that you know you can be like yo shit we gotta gotta get our stuff together mm. you know and so you know this isn't saying you know hey go be a prepper and get a shitload of guns and canned goods and forget your can opener so you end up like a fucking fallout npc um why don't they simply rocks? shoot the cans open <laughs> uh yeah it's like the lone skeleton in the room with a 50,000 cans of beans, but no can opener, <laughs> you know, um, preparedness, you know, it's like, as we've come towards MFF, I have felt apprehension because of the threats that people were levying online, even though I know that anything coming from a furry is probably bullshit and a lot of internet wankery from people that aren't even going to come to the convention, but yeah, there's but always that chance. <laughs> there's always that chance, you know? The... All it takes is one. So, yeah. I mean, hell, look at what happened at Midwest a couple years. Yeah, with the fucking chlorine attack. Yeah, I mean, it. We've already had one major incident of violence well, like I mean, this at a con. Harmony yeah. Con got swatted. So I mean, like we've seen that locally that. when yeah. all it took <clears throat> was some dumb shit saying they've got a bomb in the room, and then fucking like the Addison PD came in with their cocks out. Pointing a shotgun at a fucking Twilight Sparkle plushie on the stage. Yep. There's some real fuckers out there. Yeah. What can I yep. say? Yeah. Uh, so, um, other than that, hey, it's MFF weekend. Uh, there's a lot of new books coming from For Planet. Let's shift topics. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, Fuzz, chill. Chill real quick. Come All on. Right. Quick. Okay, so um, if you're a fan of the Argea series by Kyle Gold, Vol, Pendant of Fortune, Prisoner's Release, Shadow of the Father, there's a new novel in that series called Return from Devalia that um, that we released this weekend, and that is at our table and apparently selling quite well. I'm not at Midwest, obviously, but from what I'm hearing. 
Um, we have the uh, the newest book from Rukus, Illicit Alliance, which takes place in her Red Lantern universe. Um, we have that at our table, and she has that at her booth also. Uh, we got our new, uh, we got a new Cheetah Paws calendar for 2023. And the theme for this one is cyberpunk. So a variety of hunky, sexy, furry guys in skimpy cyberpunk inspired outfits with bulgy wulgies. They're all, all year quite long. Nice. Yep. So, um, Saverin had a flip through one uh, the other day when they were over. And, um, you know, it's been uh, like last year we did a reissue of the 2016 calendar because that one had been sold out for several years. So this is the first new art Cheetah Paws calendar in a couple of years. So really happy to have that out there. Um, we don't have this book at the con because um, we did not receive them until like just the other day. But we have a new uh, Ursula Vernon book also, which we published under our Argyle imprint. Uh, it's called Illuminations. Um, the main character is a 10-year-old girl, so it's sort of in the the style of um, Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking. It even has a similar cover design. And so that's available to purchase on ArgyleProductions.com, and it's also in the distribution system now. So Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever you buy books, you can get a copy. Uh, we have the ebook of that up too, but <laughs> nine boxes of them um, arrived the other day, and Ajax and I um, brought them home today. So I'm going to spend a good chunk of time filling orders for those because they sold pretty well on our, on our website. And that's that's it for now. But we do have more coming in 2023. Um, you know, we should hopefully have a couple of new things for FC in January and. More Sioux stuff for Fiesta in March, but yeah, um, I I guess things are going well. I haven't I haven't checked the numbers yet, but I haven't heard anything in, out of the ordinary from the team that are up there. You know, we got like five people and we have four tables, so it's a pretty substantial presence. I and, have seen a bunch of artists today on Twitter being like, "Holy shit, I've sold out of so much." Yeah, yeah. Um, like Kadath was saying that he sold out of like. Almost standees all of, the standees yeah. there was another artist that had like crystal standees that they sold through i think like a nuki mm-hmm. um just so many uh ac was saying they had sold out a lot out of a lot of their prints i think it was yeah like, they're going pretty quick i mean and it's friday this is the first day of the con people came with money to to burn and that's really nice yeah because yeah i'm just looking at the various uh art posts um artists and vendors being like holy shit check out all the cool shit i bought and it's like i recognize that art (laughs) that's fantastic by the way um so i i played around with a new feature on the square app today uh it was something that they rolled out a few weeks ago that i hadn't really looked at yet but did you know saffron that if you have an iphone and you use the square app you can now use your iPhone as a square reader. You don't have to connect to an external um, Bluetooth reader anymore. It actually turns your phone into an NFC reader. Oh, cool. So you just you hit the button that you want to accept the payment that way. It activates and a little thing pops up on your screen that 
you know, basically has the NFC symbol. And then you just hold the customer's credit card or have them use their watch or whatever over the NFC symbol. And it takes the payment right on your phone without having to have a reader. Which, I mean, we have like a shitload of readers when we're at cons. So for me personally, though, this will be really handy when, and this has happened more than once, when we've had a guest over and they've been like, hey, um, can I buy some books while I'm here? Now I don't have to like dig out the cash register box and set up a, a, a Bluetooth reader that hasn't been used in a while and stuff like that. I could just pull out my phone and I could just bing right there on the phone. Super handy. And I'm putting that out there for any furry business people who are listening, who are just, or people maybe want to get into dealing and don't want to spend a ton of money on like payment hardware and shit like that. Like if you already have an iPhone, set up a square account to accept payments and you can do it right on your phone. Yeah. Cause the, uh, little square puck things, they're like 50, 60 bucks Mm -hmm. and they're not always in stock, even at like staples or whatever. Yeah. Like last year or maybe it was early this year. Um, I don't, I don't remember, but there for a while there, there was that uh, chip shortage along with the supply chain issues. (laughs) And I tried to buy more square pucks because we only had like three of them and we were going to have six or seven people work at a table at Anthrocon. Um, So I wanted to order like a bunch more. And I had to, I couldn't get it through Square's official website. They were out of stock and they were waiting on more coming in, which is usually never the case. Um, And I had to, I think I ended up ordering them through Amazon. There was like a couple of third party sellers that had them available. So I placed one order for like four of them and they came from like three different people because, you know, it just different sellers. But yeah, like that, uh, that chip shortage and, shipping delays thing kind of hit square there for a little bit so you know if you have trouble acquiring one you know or you don't or you can't drop 60 bucks on it or 70 bucks on it now you can use your iphone which is nice i don't know if the same is true of android like the announcement i think said specifically iphone and i think it's because of the built-in apple pay functionality it connects your apple id to your square account so that you can take payments (laughs) So, uh, if you have an Android, you'd have to look into that. Oh. What happened? So, the uh, there's a second photo following up. There's furries that are holding the two signs. The, this is not normal, and this is what a dying society looks like. And then another <laughs> sign that says, furries are gay. <laughs> and I'm like, how did you... Uh, get those and then of course in the background there's a fire truck and a, and a fucking cop car so uh you know mff gonna mff can you send me that <laughs> yeah got to hold the happy signs we're normal and who the fuck wants to be normal jesus christ these lazy boring fuckers i cannot imagine it like like my my sister's very norm core and i'm just like oh there were six of them according I to do that to somebody in the chat. Oh, wow. Um, the estimate has tripled. <laughs> fucking MFF, it's happening. Uh, we're up on an hour. It's 10 o'clock, so why don't we wrap it up now? Because I'm just like, oh, oh, we have to go help the dog out. What's going on here? So, this is probably going to be the last episode for this year. 
because we're going into December. Coming up next weekend is like my mom's birthday. Then we have Cookie Geddon and we have all this other stuff. Then Christmas, then New Year's. So like we're going to be very occupied for the next few weekends. Um, so the best place to find us is always going to be on Telegram, really. Uh, Twitter can fucking burn. They're really going full hardcore into the letting the Nazis back bullshit. Fucking sucks. Um, oh, that's how they got the signs. Someone in replies asked, did you steal, y'all steal their signs? We asked to hold it and I had to trade my vape for it. <laughs> oh, they're like, yo, oh yeah, we're going to, you're going to run off without their vape, you know, to steal your sign. That's funny. Okay. Well, I was hoping that they'd gotten like arrested and run off and the signs got left behind or something fun like that, but yeah. whatever. Fuck them. They will not impede our fun. Um, and I say Not our all fun, heroes the, wear capes. The fandom fun because we are down here in Texas. Um, you know, so you and I, Fuzz, we will, God willing, be able to do do FC this year because that's the plan. Yep. Um, it's going to be a big two week adventure for us. <laughs> yep. Um, It'll be a road trip. Yeehaw! Like National Lampoon's vacation. Yep. <sighs> so. Find us in the Telegram fan chat. You can find us on Twitter at SouthPawsCast um, for the time being, you know, until Twitter burns itself to death. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash SouthPawsCast. If you want to toss a buck our way because you think we're cool, that'd be great. Um, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> like, we can always maybe do something, but I'm not going to promise anything. Um, we're all very, very busy and old and tired. Um, so... So I was going to say, Sarah and I did discuss the possibility of while we're on the road, Sarah will bring their laptop and mic, and we might do a couple of like recordings in the hotel room at night after a day of driving or something like that, yeah. and just kind of be like, here's what FC was like, here's what today's driving was like, stuff like that, just some bonus content road trip stuff, which I yeah. mean, honestly would be fun for us to have anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, we can plan for that in January. Also, for Planet.com, buy some books. Um, just know that, boy howdy, there sure are a lot of pre-orders to ship out, so it's going to be a little bit... Yeah, um, I got an email asking if... From someone asking if they placed an order today, would they have it for Christmas? And I was straight up with her. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Because, like, 90% of our stock is in Chicago right now. And even by the time it gets back here, unlike Tuesday, it's or Wednesday, it's going to be a couple of days before Tyrion and Ajax unload the van. And then it'll be longer before they do a post-con inventory. And they're going to be tired. You're, you know, you're already like a week closer to Christmas at that point. And then, you know, even if we shipped it like immediately, it's like doubtful. Yeah. Well, that, and we have a fuck ton of orders to go through because of, Ursula's new book, Cheetah's new calendar, and we did a big Black Friday sale, and that generated a lot of orders. Well, take us a little while to catch up. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so. But you know, don't 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 feel bad if you want to add to the pile. You know, go to yeah. forplanet.com. We will and get it to you. Buy our new books. We will. You, know, we will you can get always it to you. use Bad Dog Books to get the ebook immediately. That's true. Yeah. Um. Well, I have to make the ebooks for some of them, but well, the ones know. that are already in stock. Yes. BadDogBooks.com, always in stock. <laughs> Buy some books, please. So, uh, on that note, uh, good night and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy New Year, and we'll see you in January. Yep. Bye.